0: Hello, and welcome to You Don't Know Lit. My name is Nick Argyris, and this week, I'm looking for the best book about America. But we already did that, so we're going to do Canada this week. Uh, to
1: help me, our two high school English teachers, Ian and Joe. Do I do a normal intro, or do I sing, guys, Oh, Canada, guys, my faithful guys.
2: land? Uh, I am singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to remove your toques and stand at attention. What's a toque? And look to the north. Is,
1: is a is, is toque my headphones? Like that. That sounds a tuke like what a tuke is. is.
2: <laughs> a toque is your dignity.
1: <laughs> Remove your dignity and honor the Canadian flag. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh. my name is Joe Holshoe, Nick, I'm a high school English teacher, and I actually don't know how to do the introduction when I didn't bring a book. Maybe, maybe Ian should go first. Hmm.
2: Hello, Wayne. Hello, Garth. Party on! Excellent. Party my name is Doctor Ian Young. I am totally bogus. And today I'm going to talk to you about Mike Myers' lovely book about Canada. It's called Canada the book. Oh, <laughs> Joe, you really like, dodged yeah. that intro, huh?
1: Yeah, well, fantastic. I love it. Yeah, and I and and in preparation for today's show, is I have googled several things about <laughs> Mike Myers and that's how I'm going to be contributing. That's why the lit heads are here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me google that for you. May your earlobes turn into assholes and shit on your shoulders.
2: Hey, the plot doesn't fucking matter at all. This is what I think it's about. If you look closely <laughs> enough, every author <laughs> was at some point a racist.
0: Audiobooks don't count, right?
2: All art is quite useless. <laughs> Who told you that? Fun fact, that is how Joe laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Folks... I really feel like this is a great moment to just let let the lit heads into our private lives, and hmm. explain that Joe is too busy p- teaching children how to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's <to> read <laughs> a book about Canada. Well, I do other things we
1: as well, weird. but I let's do. not
0: skim over this. Joe, we haven't announced yes. the rules yet, so why don't you explain what you're
1: doing this summer? <laughs> Okay, um, so I do a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> I, it dawned on me lately that I might actually be busier during the summer than I am during the during the school year. Um, I, which is not good. No, it's not good. It's the opposite no, of how summer is supposed you to work. It up. So I, I do a handful of things, but the only one that anybody ever wants to talk about is I teach. I'm going to say teach a summer school class, um, in which high school students. And middle school students played Dungeons and Dragons together. Um, the high school students run it for the middle school students. And it's it's a ton of fun. And I'm not going to feel shame about it. I do get paid for it. Yes, by my school district. Yes, we have a massive yes, a budget. Lot. Yes, like all <laughs> these things are true. Uh, but uh, haters should just stop hating because it's it, it's pretty good. I like it. And, and let's be real. Both of you dorks would have taken that class in middle school. <laughs> in a Absolutely. I, I don't think there's too many of them
0: out there. But this could be one of the the bigger uh, and more prominent arguments against teachers getting raises. <laughs> 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 I don't think there's many,
2: uh, many arguments, but this might be one of them. I mean, this is a hill I could die on. I think that Dungeons and Dragons teaches valuable social skills and improvisational problem solving, but that's not, this isn't, you don't know, you, yeah, this you, you don't know teaching. Yeah. You don't, you don't know, know, teaching. know teaching. This you isn't D
0: D. That's right, Ian. Um, and yeah, you would die on that hill, but I, I totally agree with you. <laughs> Three white guys agree. All right. So, uh, oh, what, are, what, are we, what, are <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we This doing? is almost as what controversial
1: as when we talked about Lord of the Rings. All right. <laughs> what are we doing today? Nick, we, um, well, like you said, we are, um, putting together a show in honor of America's birth. Uh, but since we did that last year, we are going to do America Two, the sequel to America. The, the, Oh, Canada. Okay. Oh, Canada. Canada. We brought a book. We brought a book about Canada. And when I say we, yeah. Ian brought a book about Canada written by famous, hilarious comedian, Mike Myers, not the Two hockey things. horror guy.
2: No, okay. Two things I want to share. First of all, Canada Day is July 1st. So oh, technically, really? for all of our friends and loyal litheads heads north of the border, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is in celebration of your day. And I have no idea what you do on Canada Day, but probably it involves pranking mooses. So prank mm-hmm. a moose with this podcast, why don't you? And let's settle in for some can-
0: Canada. Love that. Yeah, that all made sense to me. I think they probably listen to podcasts about themselves. Right. That's what, what I was doing. It does seem
2: very Canadian.
0: Well, wonderful. I'm excited to hear about Canada through the lens of Mike Myers. <laughs> no no better place to start, huh? Canadian comedian. Say that five times fast. Uh, well, welcome, litheads, to an abbreviated episode of You Don't Know Lit, uh, a weekly, or as we call it, strongly podcast, where strongly podcast. every week we pick two books, except for this week, um, where we're just picking one because we're just a little short on time. It's the holiday. Like, I'm... What do you want from us?
2: Canada Day, Canada, it really man. snarled up our plans. Canada yeah. Day really got into, and it's summertime. You know we're we're trying we're to
1: tr- trying to live our best lives. Like it's summertime, to,
2: trying to dial down the workload, <laughs> except for Joe, who is trying to dial up the workload. D and D half half the day every day. <laughs> So, of course, Jesus Christ, when
0: you say it like that, that's ridiculous, Joe. Uh. Oh, by the way, Lit Heads, he does it five days a week for four hours a day. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's so much D&D, Joe. That's, I would that, like. That is more D&D than most people will play in their life. Yes, well, yeah, it's I would true. say it's so. Four true. hours a that's day, like, every that's day like for a month. That's like seven
2: campaigns over the course of the summer. <laughs> in yeah. one week. Yep. That's uh,
1: a lot of well, DD guys. Did you guys
2: know? Did you guys know Mike Myers is a D&D boy?
1: Oh, I did know that Mike Myers is a and d boy. I'm he sorry. Did like, I steal your thunder, Joe? Well, you, I mean,
2: you just took one of
1: them. He, I mean, <laughs> okay. Joe
0: yeah. had a slow build <laughs> <laughs> towards his big real, uh, unveiling my- of Mike Myers really loving D&D <laughs> that you yeah. just ruined, Ian.
1: <laughs> and for my last trick. Well, he also paints toy soldiers, but I don't, I don't like have a summer school class about painting toy soldiers. So that's it's you fine. Should. Ian, you can, you can take this one. Nick,
0: did you have rules? Yeah, I I do have some rules um rule number one only unavoidable spoilers today gentlemen so we don't want to ruin any you know people are wondering how canada, you know canada? ends we don't want to ruin that now today <laughs> you're wondering how it you know, turns we out. need to keep the lit heads in mind we don't want to this isn't this podcast isn't about destroying lives all right it's about enjoying literature rule number two omit needless words joe just all right and then needless rule words. number three is uh winning isn't yeah, rule number three doesn't really matter on cop out episodes, but I, we will have a winner. It might be Mike Myers, um, it, the mur- the murderer, the fictional murderer. Uh, we don't it, know the though.
2: Axe murderer, yes. Um, um, and of course we have that third rule, which is
0: winning isn't everything; it's the only thing.
2: Vince Lombardi, and we have shadow rules. Okay, <laughs> how's it going? What's up, hot dog? And are you gonna finish that? I don't
0: hmm. really devolving. Um, great. Well. Ian, since you actually read the book, do you want to take thirty seconds and just tell us what it's about uh, real quickly? Is that even necessary on a cop out episode? Let's just skip that too. That seems like a stupid waste of time. Hey, Ian, tell us about this book. What is it called?
2: It's well, it's called Canada. Okay, this is this is a wonderful this is a wonderful thing about this book. The cover of the book has three words on it. Mm-hmm. I'll give you guys a guess what those three words are. I've already given you one: Canada. What are the other two uh, words? Oh no, it's got to be O. Yeah, no, O is not guess. a word. No. What about what about
1: A? Like, like
0: nope. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. The. No. Huh. I am almost okay. out of words. <laughs> what about think what about, about, about words that might be on a cover book?
1: What What about book? Like Canada, no. the book? Okay.
0: No. Aaron. have the, one more Joe. guess because this
2: is getting boring.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. It's super terrible. Almost unlistenable. Um. I'm gonna uh, go ahead and say uh, Shrek. Mm,
1: good sometimes. guess. I'm going to say Mike Myers.
2: Mike Myers is correct. Oh, oh that makes a lot of sense. It. Yeah, that was a good
1: guess there, Joe. Thank on the, on you. The, yes, I uh, really. <laughs> swooped in. Gonna, I went
2: deep a slap into my, shot my English hockey knowledge goal last 30 seconds of the last period. So the cover of this book says these three words, and that's it. It says Mike Myers along the top, and down below it says Canada, mm. and it doesn't say like by Mike Myers, and doesn't say like Canada. <laughs> A memoir. Sure. It just says Mike Myers, Canada, mm-hmm. to the point that I think there's a clever thing going on here. And maybe I'm just reading too much into the cover. Probably. But we'll say there's a clever thing where it kind of is like we know that Mike Myers refers to the author and Canada is the title. You could actually read this the other way. Right. But this book is, is about Mike Myers and Canada is the author of Mike Myers. Written by Canada. Because this book is... Combination love letter to Canada, uh description of Myers kind of growth in the Canadian comedy scene and uh love letter to Canada. And there's also a, kind of a part that's a love letter to Canada. Do you mean a love
0: letter to Mike Myers? I think you. Said that wrong. Yeah,
2: it's a, it's a love letter to Mike Myers from Canada. It's a love mm-hmm. letter to Canada from Mike Myers. Okay. It's a Mike Myers to Canada from love letter. Mm-hmm. It's a Mike but letter to Canada did, Myers to love. Mm-hmm. And he did write the book though.
0: Or did yeah, all so, of Canada write it?
2: Well, <laughs> he, he wrote the physical object. Oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. Mike Myers is the guy that wrote this thing. But the idea, I think, that the cover is suggesting, or at least it, it suggests to me, is that Myers is saying, I am who I am because of Canada. Like, Canada is the author of me. Canada has, has shaped me into who I am. And he makes he explicitly makes that argument throughout the book, too.
0: So okay, so we open up the cover, page one. What do we have? Look, what are we looking at? Let's go page <laughs> by page. <laughs> Map of
2: Canada. <laughs> We're gonna work through this. So, um, th- there is a lot of Canada lore, and there is a lot of Mike Myers lore. So I'm just gonna give you some Mike Myers lore, which maybe isn't part of Joe's because it's specific yep, from the, go for this it book. specific Canada Mike Myers lore.
1: Um, I'm ready.
2: His brother. He had a brother. He had two brothers actually but one of them specifically gets called out because he was just a huge scaredy cat. And he uh, believes that the Myers household could be turned into a makeshift morgue at any point. And um, Myers does a lot with this. Uh, He did, does a comedy tour across Canada where Satanists were following him apparently. And uh, he was almost eaten by some wolves. And the best, I think the best story is uh, the time he had, he ate too much, Food at a hockey game and had diarrhea, and a fan refused to leave him alone. And then the fan followed him to a public restroom while Myers loudly. And stinkily voided his bowels. Oh. And he's like, I'm not going to try and like, this is why, this is one of the reasons you should read this book because Myers makes this story so incredibly funny. The premise is great, but he talks about like how he's anxious and he doesn't want to see this guy mm-hmm. because, you know, when you've had diarrhea in front of someone, that's kind of like it for your relationship mm-hmm. with them. Right, that but the fan is just still there and Mike comes out of the, the toilet And the fan holds out his hand to shake Mike's hand. Oh, God. And Mike is like, can I wash my hands? And the fan's like, sure. And stands there waiting while Mike washes his hands very slowly and dries his hands very slowly. And then finally, oh, oh, it's just, it's so good. I hate that story, I think. Oh, God. That's really
0: a a terrible place to start.
1: Yeah. So are there is there a lot of poop related humor in this in this book or is it like just that extended story? Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I would I would say I would say not a lot. It's, okay, it's but, interesting because Myers Myers is a, a totally willing to to get gross and scatological. But mm-hmm. in, in, in his humor, <laughs> um, but this is a fairly clean book. Um, the diarrhea story is is kind of maybe the grossest story. Um, Thanks for starting there. Well, it just, it made such a huge impression on me because he's talking about fame. This is the thing. He doesn't just do this to be like, Hey, I'm Mike Myers. And I made a lot of money doing movies in the nineties and two thousands. You want to know about me? Let's go. He's, he's got an argument that he's making. um, Mm -hmm. And that argument is Canada is a special place. Canada made me who I am. I love Canada and it's great. And he, like he works through it. So he's doing, he's including these stories for a specific purpose to make the points that he's making. Yeah. You
1: know, Canada, can we just get it out here? Like, I feel like a lot of times when people talk about Canada, it's always like a joke. Like, a lot of times Canada is like the butt of the joke. But Canada, it seems really nice. Like, can we agree on that? It seems nice in Canada. Uh, almost with each passing day in America, does it seem nicer and nicer? <laughs> Just nicer and nicer and nicer. The people seem nice. I, you know, the weather maybe has something to be desired, but let's be real. Like, two-thirds of us are in Wisconsin. It's not like it's that it's, nice here. We're, well, and we're, we're close enough, huh? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or or as who should say, we're close enough. A.
0: Thank you, E-N-E-S-E-A. Mm. Um, okay. So, is this, um, now, I we got... I think me and the lit heads always get this confused. Um, there is different types of memoirs, correct? No, no, that's not it. A memoir is the full life. No, no, it's a section of their life. And then a biog-
2: an autobiography is the whole life. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have a moment of silence. We are mourning okay. the loss of Nick's ignorance because
1: <laughs> he got
2: that. Exactly right, and I think it only took Perfect. like two or three memoirs to and get it in, so. in a timely <laughs> fashion.
1: And well, and I was really proud of how you worked through it. Then, yeah, right. Like like we could see the thinking. Yeah, yeah.
2: I used my brain. Maybe that was the maybe that was the humming noise you heard earlier. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you are correct. This is this is a memoir, so it does not narrate um, his uh, struggles with universal studios and the making of the cat in the hat movie or the love guru. Like it, it's, he, he can choose what Probably he includes best. and he doesn't include everything. Um, it's very much, it's very, I, I think this book is what Sean Connery's book about Scotland should have been. Ooh. Okay. Oh, they,
1: they do. They feel similar yeah. to me. Like when you talk about this, like it's this love letter to this, you know, my, yeah. my our home and native land.
0: Famous people love where they came from.
1: I mean,
2: <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole subject. I huh?
0: really love my story.
1: It's really good because it made me really <laughs> successful. And It <well.
2: laughs> turns out,
1: you know, it's funny that you say that because where I live, and I think a lot of people have these stories, there's a couple of famous people that our town like lays claim yes. to. We're, we're like, Harry Houdini lived in Appleton. Like It's like a thing. We have a plaza named after him. There's restaurants named after him. Harry Houdini denied until the day he died that he lived here. <laughs> uh, did like did not know actor, that. Actor Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, we Everybody know you're out there. Everybody denies it. Yeah. Like, we, we know you went to Appleton West High School. Why do you deny it?
0: There's a picture like, well, right here. William. In the Milwaukee. We have a
2: photo. In the Milwaukee, there was a serial killer. One of the, maybe Ted Bundy? One of the best. Yeah. He was who, one of the best as well. Like, you can still see the apartment where he was murdering people. And that's what Milwaukee's famous for is that guy. I got another one for you. I just learned
0: recently that Orson Welles is from Wisconsin. Are you you kidding me? Everybody hates being from Wisconsin, huh? There's nobody proud of this
1: place. (laughs) Guys, I think it's okay.
0: (laughs) Orson fucking
1: Welles. All right. So what do you want to do?
0: What are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? Are we talking about different stories? Ian already talked
1: about his poop. Um, Joe, did you want to tell us something about Mike? Yeah, players? I'm. Just, I, I'm going to sprinkle in some facts. That's what I'd like to do here, right? All right, sprinkle um, away. Well, Baker, and and it's going to be entirely in the form of non sequiturs, if that's okay with you guys. Great. Um, so you know how in sequiturs. Wayne's World, yep, you know how in Wayne's World, there's a joke about his like girlfriend giving him a guns rack. Wayne's World give Wayne's girlfriend giving him a gun rack. No.
2: <laughs> oh there's, no, there's I don't. Another. I've never seen Wayne's <laughs> <laughs> World.
1: Also, it's very specific. It's a very specific joke. There's if a you remember timestamp very... one
2: twenty three oh six?
1: <laughs> there's a very funny joke in Wayne's World that if you guys were true fans of Mike Myers, like apparently I'm the only one who hears. Wait, is this becoming where... a
2: Wayne's World scorn cast where <laughs> Joe <laughs>
1: no, it's just really scorns fun. us for not knowing Wayne's World as well as <laughs> he does? Uh, there's a joke where his bad girlfriend gives him a gun rack, and his line is. I don't even own a gun,
2: which is a pretty
1: good line. Um, it, it, that's based on a true story. Mike Myers actually had a girlfriend give him a gun rack and he didn't own a gun. Because <laughs> that's a it's, it's a great gift. It's a good gift. It's a good gift. Uh,
2: it's good. Um,
1: that, Joe, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my first. I've, hey, I got like six more of those, baby. <laughs> I can do this all day. Oh, okay, the here, let me drop another one. Let me drop another one. All right. One. All right. One time. Oh, wait. This is (laughs) also Wayne's World related.
2: This is also Wayne's World related. (laughs) This one time in Wayne's World. (laughs) Did you just go to the goofy, goofy facts? Did you just watch Wayne's World? World? That's right. Uh, Ian, tell us yep. uh, anything about this book. Okay, so one of the things that's really cool about this book, I'm going to get into Canada stuff later, um, because I want to get the Mike Myers stuff out of the way. Um, so the the book kind of works his, his goal is not to tell you how cool he is. Um, that's not the, that's not the point of this. So he kind of like weaves in some, some facts about Canada and then more Mike Meyer stuff, but it's really fascinating to watch his comedy roots. And I think anytime, you know, a comedian, um, You get to know, you get to know a comedian from their most popular work usually. And then you gradually discover, oh, they were doing comedy and like kind of grinding away for decades before they got big. Mm -hmm. So he talks about working um, in the touring company for Second City, uh, starting in Toronto and then going around Canada. And this is where he met the Satanists. And this is where he was almost eaten by the wolf, wolf, the wolf pack, the pack of wolves. And then he talks about going to England and trying to break in there. And it's so fascinating to see kind of um, it's an origin story, really, because like w- when when we say Mike Myers, we think of like um, Wayne's World or yeah, Wars, uh or Shrek. And he talks about like how he developed his Scottish accent, how he got yeah. to the point. Shrek has a Scottish accent, right?
1: Yes, Shrek has a Scottish accent. Uh, Here's a fun fact about Mike Myers. He is a U.S. citizen, a Canadian citizen, and a British citizen, but not a Scottish citizen. So he is just pretending when he does that accent, guys. That's fascinating.
2: (laughs) I didn't know he was was a British citizen. Wait, so he could be a knight. He could be Sir Michael
1: Myers. He could be Sir Michael Myers. He has received the highest honor uh, that Canada has to give. I don't know what it's called offhand. Uh, I don't have it here in my notes. But it's like the equivalent of a Canadian knight. Um, yes, I, I'm British sure it's just a pair
2: of moose antlers. I'm going to talk <laughs> just directly to the British Royal family here for a minute. I know you guys listen, you know, we've seen you right. commenting, tweeting and such, yeah. and we know you guys are the ones Tell me see you in the forums, hold the reins of, uh, of, of British society. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to knight Mike Myers. The guys, come on, right. just like, come on. What's taken mm. so long? Give him a knighthood order of Canada. It is called the order of Canada. Order Sorry. of Canada. Sounds like a, Something you would get at a Tim Hortons. Um, okay, Hortons, so I'm going to keep talking about comedy so. roots because this is really really fun stuff. Um, he he's like most Canadians. He's very very like humble and self deprecating, but he's also really honest about like I was funny. And he knows imp- he goes to England. <laughs> in England, they don't they don't really do improv, but he was trained in improv. So he was like, hey, I can teach improv, and the improv classes were just hugely popular. And he established an a, a, a following and an improv show. Uh, that it is still running he established this in like the mid 80s oh. and it's still running it's the longest running improv like improv troupe um in london i don't know there's some guinness book of world records thing but he's like he is kind of making it big as we watch and he's narrating it in, in this very uh down to earth Uh, approachable kind of way. He goes back to North America, keeps working with second city and he gets discovered for SNL. He talks about SNL and like what a strange experience it was. And the cool thing about this is he is a huge star and um, Mm -hmm. extremely like influential. Um, He sort of in a deprecating way, talks about how he helped get Justin Trudeau, the current prime minister of Canada elected by going on uh, John Oliver. He's this regular guy. And we get that even when he's meeting president Obama and Justin Trudeau. He's still just like I would hang out with him cuz he seems legit. He seems he seems real. He doesn't seem like a big fat phony. Would would do you think he'd want to hang out with you? Um he actually talks about this and he talks about how he like, talks about hanging out with you. Yeah, he's like Ian, I know you're reading this. Don't even dare. That is Don't incredible.
0: I see you. Um uh, he talks about targeted like, so approach he, to audience writing.
2: <laughs> he um he uh he talks about how he has a, a, a cabin north of Toronto and he would go up there to kind of like get away from stuff and he would have to go to the grocery store to restock. And one day he was in there getting some craft mac and cheese, um, which in Canada is mm-hmm. called craft dinner. And uh, the, 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 the guy stocking the shelves uh, looked at him like he had seen a ghost and then ran away. 10 seconds later, um, the intercom said the voice of the intercom said, ladies and gentlemen, Canada's own Mike Myers is in aisle four. And so he was surrounded by a throng of 200 people in this Fuck, little really remote funny. grocery store. And someone hands him a microphone to give a speech. Oh, and right. He's like, speech. Uh, he, he says something funny and then they let him leave. But he's like, I stopped doing that stuff because I, I couldn't, I couldn't really appear in public. Because people would think that I was trying to like make an appearance. He really doesn't yeah. like the fans who follow him into the bathroom while he has diarrhea. He really doesn't. Wow. like. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't enjoy <laughs> so, he that sort of like glitzy, glamorous life. He kind of just wants to do his craft and live in peace and not be bothered by the Ians of the world who want to hang out with him.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it's funny that you say that because when I was looking up like, you know, like, like facts about Mike Myers, TIL, but you know, Mike Myers, stuff like this, you know, those gems that we bring to this show, Mm -hmm. every like third post or every third thing I would find would be something that says, Hey, Mike Myers, Total douchebag, like incredibly rude, Hmm. total douchebag. And then like the other two out of three facts would be like Mike Myers, nicest dude in the world, right? Like, like it bounced between them, but it kept seeming like Mike Myers, total douchebag stories boiled down to either- I followed him into the bathroom while he had diarrhea (laughs) and he would like refuse to shake my hand (laughs) or like there's all these stories about him in Hollywood. You reference the cat in the hat thing where it's like Mike Myers refuses to do something for a studio. And basically what it would be is like studio has a terrible idea for a movie. Mike Myers doesn't think it's going to be funny. So Mike Myers like, like reneges or backs out of his contract. Right. And gets this really like this tough reputation is like a hard person to work with. But when you look at like Mike Meyer's side of the story, it's always like, yeah, I wasn't going to like make people pay for that. That was not going to be funny. Um, I don't know. I think he comes across as okay. I think I he seems nice. He seems like he's kind of upholding upholding a standard more than, you know, being a douchebag. Yeah. Um,
0: what uh who's the audience for this book? Do you really have to like Mike Myers or does it get into you mentioned a love letter to Canada.
2: Yeah, I, I, that's that's a good question. I think I feel like
0: I mean, obviously, you probably gotta like him a little bit.
2: Um, <laughs> so so so
0: um, can you hate Mike Myers and love this book?
2: <laughs> good question. Uh, I think I think so. This is this is I think this is a book that doesn't really. You don't have to. You don't have to know Mike Myers. It helps if you do, but. It's not like the. It's not all. It's not so much about Mike Myers that it's like that's the reason you read it. I think you read it because you're interested in learning more about Canada. And yo, I recognize that name. Um, I think you maybe read it because um, like you you trust if you're Canadian, like you trust him. He is kind of a Canadian hero, and you're like, oh okay, I'll see what he has to say. I think I think it's a general audience, and I also think it's like a sympathetic audience. So this is not a book which like you could, you could read this critically and really rip it to shreds. Like, Oh, there's a part where he's like talking about political stuff. And he's like, um, I could talk about, um, the way that Canada has treated its indigenous populations. Uh, and I think that's an important topic, but that's not the point of this book. If you were reading this critically, like against the grain, you could say, why not? Mike, why don't you tell us all about it? It's a dreadful scandal, but he's like, use your platform, Mike. sweeping
1: Canada's dirt under the car. He's
2: very clear about like, this book is about, about like, canada and my love for canada and why canada is great and cool it's wholesome and he he doesn't deny that there's there's bad stuff but um he's just like that's not the point of this book uh and what is the point well so i think i think a big part of it is this argument that Canada made him who he is. And the implied argument is that Canada has had this positive effect on a huge variety of other people. Um, Positive, like beneficial Canada is good for these reasons. So there's some history. There's some culture. He talks about like Canadian television and um, like Canadian politics. He's done so much like research. And this is not like the sort of, fake type research not like not like like the research we bring to the table here (laughs) we wouldn't know anything about research here but you get the sense that like he has thought long and hard about what he loves about canada and why he loves canada and this is honestly kind of kind of philosophical he talks about like what um the, the canadian question has has always been like who are we a crisis of identity and by the end of the book he's like i found an identity in comedy and Canada is finding its own identity. And that's one of the things that I love about this book. It's really like enthusiastic about Canada. Um, I think, I think nowadays I'm going to be a tiny bit. And this isn't political. This is just a cultural observation. It is hard mm. to Rip capture up, like a solid enthusiasm about America. Like a overarching enthusiasm mm. about America. I think even your your flag wavingest patriots, like if you ask them, like they would say, "Yes, I love America, but like there's too much of this, yeah. or this is like." Even you ask the people who have American flags tattooed on their faces, and we see them all the time. You, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Every yeah. oh, day, yeah. over, yes, they'll they'll say, "I love America, but I love mm-hmm. I, I love my country." except there's all these, whatever it is, fill in the blank. And Mike Myers doesn't do this kind of like hedging his bets. He says, yeah, Canada mm. isn't perfect. He acknowledges that, but he's like, I am hopeful about the future for Canada. And I'm not cynical about where Canada is now. He's like, this is, this is a country which has had great successes, a country which is kind of goofy. It's got its weird little neuroses. And I, I like the the whole like last chapter is this this paean this 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 song to how cool Canada is and can be and will be. It's just it's it's refreshing and it's fun, um, especially here on America to America America <laughs> especially on this patriotic weekend. <laughs> well, yeah, like like I think it's I think no matter what end of the political spectrum you're on in America, we're very aware that like the other guys are bad. And in Canada, there's that, of course there's that, but Myers gives a window into like, this is what it's like to sort of uncomplicatedly love your country. And I, I I don't know. I, that's awesome. Yeah. I kind of, I wish I had, I I, I kind of missed that. I think it's like, Admirable, yeah.
1: You know, like I think you like when you say like I wish I had that. You know, it kind of makes you envious. You're like, God, I kind of wish I was Canadian, right? Like, I kind of wish like I did have that, or I wish I loved America like that, right? right. Um, I I have. Can I tell you my favorite fact? Yes, about Mike Myers. I, I speaking of admirable, right? Because I think Mike Myers has. It, it, like so many things, like I think a lot about Mike Myers hasn't aged that well, right? When we think of, you know, Austin Powers 3 with the weird guy with the gold all over his skin. Um, uh, do you mean gold member, Joe? Yeah, okay. I'm sorry, yes. Gold uh, member. When we think of even of the like show, fat yep. bastard, when we think of the love guru, when we think of the cat in the hat, we think like, ooh, Mike Myers, not great. There are four people, four people that have two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The first one is Walt Disney, and he has one as Walt Disney and one as Mickey Mouse. The second one is Jim Henson, one for Jim Henson, one for Kermit the Frog. The third is Mel Blanc, one for Mel Blanc, one for Bugs Bunny, and the fourth is Mike Myers, one for Mike Myers and one for Shrek. Huh. And I think that's pretty impressive. Like like when we think of those other three, like those are cultural icons like those are touchstones and like does Mike Myers belong in that conversation boy maybe not totally but it's (laughs) awfully nice that he's there (laughs) probably not but (laughs) but but I mean like at one point we kind of thought so like at one point we're like oh Mike Myers Shrek like literally the same as Bugs Bunny Mickey Mouse Kermit the Frog
2: that's really interesting I think it's also interesting that um both Kermit and Shrek are bright green.
0: Yeah, that's a great mm-hmm. connection there Ian. Thank you. Good point.
2: <laughs>
1: Thank yep. you. Good point.
0: What's the most Canadian thing about this book? What is something you learned about can- uh Canada?
2: Hockey. There's hockey. so oh. there's so much hockey and like there's I mean, this is such a cliche but he loves it and he leans into it. He like okay, there is there is unironically loving hockey. There is ironically mm. loving hockey and there is like a step <laughs> beyond that where you know that it is ironic and you still do it unironically like beyond I don't know. He's he like he talks yeah. about when I went out to LA, one of the ways I calmed and settled myself was uh, going and playing hockey a couple of times a week to, to calm myself down, work on my work on my stick handling. The word stick handling shows up more frequently in this book than I would imagine. He has like a whole right. section word devoted to a single eight game series played between uh, the Canadians and the, the Soviets. And he like walks us through every game and who scored the play the by play. It's very, Amazing. he
1: loves this guy loves hockey. You know, it's really funny that you say that because I tried to put together a game for this week and the game was going to be Mike Myers, comedian, or Michael Myers, like horror film star, Uh right? Right. And like, right. It would have been a good concept. Yeah. It was a pretty good concept, but the only overlap I had between the (laughs) two of them was big hockey fan. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> big hockey fan
0: and we have pretty high standards for games on oh shelf, yeah so i understand so it, why you
1: didn't yeah i think the lidheads might be interested to know that sometimes we have ideas that that don't make
2: it, <laughs> that aren't that blurred out.
1: talk about
2: he takes polaroids <laughs> this is one of the things he's like a, a big amateur photographer the book is full of his polaroids and he's like look look at this logo isn't this logo amazing boy canada is great because <laughs> they came up with this logo um, yeah. there's a, he talks about the, uh, are there pictures in this book? There are so many, and they're amazing. Nicholas, they're amazing <laughs> pictures. And they're good. They're he's, <laughs> oh my, like, so he's got a fairly, okay. He's not a, he's not a weird looking guy. He's got a fairly recognizable face. There are all mm. kinds of pictures from him, like from childhood, all the way up to like 20, 2015, 2014, whenever he met, um, Trudeau and, and Obama. And like, You can recognize him from, from like when he's five years old and, and it's just like, so there's all these baby pictures and all these, all these snapshots. Um, and so, and, and, and so he's got pictures of that. He's got all of his, all of this memorabilia and stuff. Um, it's kind of like a, a little bit like a Canada museum as collected by Mike
1: Myers. So apparently, Mike Myers, I, I, I did, apart from Googling several things, I did listen to a couple podcasts with he's on, that he was on. Um, and he apparently, like as a hobby, paints pictures of Colonel Sanders, right? And it's not just he paints as a hobby. He paints pictures of Colonel Sanders. And apparently, he's fascinated with him. And the story that I heard him tell a couple of times is he says, when I was a kid, I was really interested like like in America, right? And like the American narrative. And he said, like if if Rome like conquered the world with its Roman legions and England conquered the world with its three mass ships, America conquered the world with its narratives, right? Like with the stories that it's able to tell, which I thought was a really cool insight, like a really cool idea. But then he said, "Colonel Sanders is the proof of that." Because America has so much story left over, like like that, even the chicken guy has a story. Yes. Like even that guy is a is an like, like a a narrative icon. Um, so he's obsessed with him. He like paints like he paints his friends as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> it's like amazing he Rob Lowe as Colonel Sanders. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing.
2: Um, I, f- I found it. This is this is awesome. He he talks that thing that that idea about America having so much myth. That's a big part of this book. Um, and he, he he's he got a, a photograph of him uh, as Colonel Sanders, which is pretty great. And the caption reads, among other things, I went into a supermarket, dressed up as Colonel Sanders for Halloween, thinking I wouldn't be recognized in such elaborate makeup. A young lady approached me and said, you are him, right? I thought to myself, how could anyone recognize me? The makeup took me three hours. <laughs> Reluctantly, I said, <laughs> yes. The lady said, Mr. Colonel Sanders, it is an honor to meet you. <laughs> Later on, he talks about about how uh, Kentucky fried chicken is upsetting to him. He's puzzled why Colonel Sanders is a colonel. Later, he says, I found out that he was a Kentucky colonel, which is an honorary title. Mm. My dad, however, who was a critic of the Vietnam War, said, Colonel Sanders, the Americans have even managed to militarize chicken. Mm -mm. Uh, I want to talk about his dad. So uh, he talks about how his dad really taught him to to try and find the humor of things um, even when they were difficult. So his dad has this, this little mantra, how fast can we make this funny? And that's a really interesting cause it comes back later when he's on SNL and like bad stuff is happening and and, and difficult conversations and people are treating him poorly and, and other like kind of situations in comedy and in, and, 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 in, in showbiz. And he comes back to this kind of mantra, how fast can we make this funny? And, the the story with his dad kind of has this bittersweet ending where his dad gets Alzheimer's and he, he narrates very movingly how he's like talking on the phone to his dad and his dad seems a little bit off. And he goes back home to visit and his dad's driving them home and he misses his exit and then he misses the wrong. He makes a wrong turn and then he's lost and he he moves back to Canada to be near his dad. He talks about like watching his dad kind of kind of lose a lot of his personality. He says Alzheimer's made my dad stop being my dad. And this is really unexpectedly heartbreaking and sweet stuff from the guy who brought us, you know, Dr. Evil and um, (laughs) Frau Fabricina and Fat Bastard and so on.
0: I think that's a good place to stop. (laughs) Yeah. Joe, do you have any, um, do you want to leave us with um, maybe a nice little one of your nice little things that you're doing?
1: Yeah, I've got, um, But I, I could tell one about his dad, actually, yes. which I think is kind of nice. It, it follows up really well. That seems um, fitting. Yeah. Uh, so apparently his dad, who he did obviously have this like nice relationship with, was an encyclopedia salesman. Or he was a salesman, and he sold like the door-to-door encyclopedias, which you're familiar with. And one year, his dad was the salesman of the year for the Encyclopedia Britannica, which is pretty impressive and as a re, as a reward for that he got a ring right mike myers um mike myers wears that ring as his wedding band which Aww. i think is that's really awesome. nice isn't it like he wears his dad's encyclopedia ring as his wedding band
0: that's really what sweet is this? that's kind of weird <laughs> it's <laughs> like he's married <laughs> to his dad i don't it's know what's like, weird about that yeah. nick yeah nick, it's hmm. it's an honor. Do you think you, football players do that?
1: Well, they probably can't fit. Like you, like you can't wear. You know, wait. Michael Strahan's ring. It would fit around your wrist.
0: <laughs> no, I mean they they would wear it. Do you think? So wait. Weird. Do you think
2: football <laughs> players wear Michael Myers' dad's ring? Dad's encyclopedia rings. Why would
1: the football question players is do it? simple?
0: <laughs> um, Ian, I'm assuming you have a quote to end end us. I um, do. Joe, t- tell the litheads what to do here.
1: Yeah, Lit Heads. Um, If you uh, enjoy listening to the show and if you want to hear more of it, the number one way that you can support the show is to head over to YouDon'tKnowLitPodcast.com and suggest a book or suggest a theme. We read all of your suggestions and we, well, we read like the submission and then we read a bunch of your suggestions as well. Um, If you don't care what we talk about, you can go ahead and rate us uh, on the podcast player of your choice, or you can just tell a friend that you um, know these three awesome dudes who talk about (laughs) books every week and they should check it out too. (laughs) Congratulations. Say Ian? it like that; you it'll end? be kind of charming. Yeah, like these three awesome dudes. Who?
2: Okay, this is my this is my quote. This is this is my closing quote, and there is no setup needed, so I'm just going to jump into it. I love Canada. Canada is home. When I see Canadians on the street anywhere in the world, I get very happy. I love that the in, the entire interaction often involves people simply saying hello and then telling me the town in Canada that they're from. I'll be on the street and a fellow Canadian will say, Mike, Kamloops, and that's it. Nothing else has to be said. <laughs> I love that. I'm so confident in Canada's future. We know ourselves now. I can't wait for my kids, who are American, to be old enough to be proud that their old man comes from that cool country to the north that has tried harder than any country in the history of the world to get it right. I know they're going to be proud to be American. What great gifts has America given the world? Great music, movies, they put a man on the moon. Canada may not have put a man on the moon, but it's been awfully nice to the man on earth. And perhaps that will be Canada's greatest legacy. But having said that, wouldn't it be nice if Canada did put a man on the moon? We can do both now.